Big questions, even bigger guests. This is the big interview. Good day and welcome to the SL Podcast. At some point in every season, we are all reminded that football is a business, which means that there is always room for surprising transfers, shock team sales, in addition to the ever-present issue of player salaries, job security, and protection for those involved in the leagues when it comes to just earning their paycheck. It seems to be a point of repetition now that at some point in the season there will be some form of salary dispute at either a top flight club which used to be pretty rare or a lower division side which is quite common raising concerns about the financial situation at said club. The situation is no different with DSTV Premiership newbies TTMFC struggling to play their players this campaign until their recent reacquisition shall we say. And in the lower division, real kings have had similar issues this season. And so in place of the big interview this week, we are going to take a look at the real king situation, at the TTM situation, in order to get a better understanding of where this all started and where they stand now. And in future episodes, we're going to see what they can potentially do to prevent this in the future. I am your host, Slu Paho, and this is part one of the big issue, Clubs Can't Balance the Books. Last season, we were given the unfortunate reminder of just how cruel business can be in the world of football when we saw Bidvest Vits close their doors after 99 illustrious years of Premier Soccer League history, selling their top flight status rights over to TTMFC, who were in the Glad Africa Championship at the time, nowhere near any promotion spot. That process left a reported 29 Bidvestwitz employees without a job. It also meant that about 150 aspiring footballers at the time faced an uncertain future once the club had been sold. Of course, Bidvestwitz is historically known for their youth development programs. The situation around club sales in particular was highlighted by the fact that our Minister of Sport, Natim Tetwa, even recently said that he has concerns over the manner and frequency of PSL clubs changing ownership. This is in direct reference to the Bidvestwitz and TTM FC situation. While last season the sale obviously came as a shock to fans around the league and everyone involved that this team have, have just bought the right of a beloved side even as host of this show and many other shows on this platform particularly the car wash with Deco Modise and Sean Roberts we've always discussed our disdain for this form of football business because of how heartbreaking it can be to all of the individuals who aren't involved at the higher levels of these clubs and now it also raises the question how were the TTM owners approved by the PSL to buy this team and now within a year the club has already had to change ownership and had a flurry of contractual issues and financial problems seeing them fail to pay players. Over here at the SL podcast, the first that we heard about TTM potentially struggling to pay players was actually all the way back in April of last year. And of course, they were under the microscope having just attained the rights to Bidvest Vits, or they were in the process rather of attaining those rights. And they were struggling to pay their former coach of Vladislav Herrick 
Aldrich. Back in April, he was reported to have spent 21 days in lockdown without any income. He was trapped in Cape Town. TTM had failed to pay his salary. Of course, he's Serbian, so he was stuck here. This was actually also discussed in a great kickoff article by Ernest Fakude. You'll be able to find it very easily. And then as lockdown continued, of course, at the time, we didn't know how long it would go for. But as lockdown continued, we saw another situation at the club just a month later where a player who was suspended and awaiting his appearance before the club's disciplinary committee was also left unpaid. Just a reminder that a player being suspended doesn't mean that you can't pay him. You still have to pay him. You know, you're obliged by the contract. The player in question is Masibusane Zongo. Now, while that situation has since been sorted, there has been no shortage of more problems for TTM FC. After all the uncertainty surrounding the coronavirus and whether or not the league would return or if it would have to call the season null and void, remember those days? Our attentions were logically turned away from TTM and Bidvest and more towards the potential title race finish between Mamelodi Sundowns and Kaiser Chiefs and how that would be resolved. But of course, a lockdown does nothing to help the financial situation at any organization and for TTM FC, it was no different. As the league returned to our screens, fans took notice of them once more. What's interesting about the situation is that TTM were thrust further into the spotlight almost because of the quality of players they were bringing in and the big names they were signing. It was a bit of a caveat because when you sign a big name, it means that they make big headlines. When you're bringing in the likes of Augustine Mulenga and Gustavo Paez, you're likely dealing with more aggressive agents and you're definitely dealing with players who are less willing to accept excuses for not being paid players who will walk out of the door if they aren't paid. This also raises another question as to why this team was able to sign these players. How were they able to guarantee these salaries? Why did they feel comfortable signing all of these players knowing that the books weren't balanced? It seems that there is some form of oversight issue, both on a club level, on a league level, perhaps the way that we govern the game in this country. Because remember, when these situations happen, it's interesting news to us and we discuss it and we debate it, but very real people are affected here, not only the players, but the staff as well. And you have to remember that week by week, if you're living check to check, which a lot of players are, unfortunately, it becomes a very difficult situation when the player, when the club doesn't pay you and there's uncertainty as to when that money will come in. Now, it is important to also take a step back here and know that the PSL likely can't change the rules which allow teams to sell their rights. So while I do criticize the system of clubs selling their status, and I hope you are also very aware of the fact that the structure of South African football means that clubs don't own their stadiums, there are less fans in those stadiums for ticket sales, and the potential revenue streams for each club is essentially lowered because of all of those factors. So it could be understood that in an effort to make up some of their losses and deficits and debts over the years that Vitz rushed the sale to TTM. But the question remains, how were they able to get approval from the PSL? Clearly their finances must have been in order at the time, but it's just a bit tricky when you remember that in April already they were struggling to pay players. There's also this further question. If incoming players, if new players are watching this transpire, they're watching other players at this club struggle to get payment from their team, why would they still 
join perhaps it's for lack of opportunities but there just seems to be some lack of understanding of what's going on here now i am no authority on the matter and we will be bringing in more knowledgeable commentators from the south african football players union to break down exactly how everything went so wrong particularly with ttm and in a future podcast we will discuss ttm's change of ownership and how the player salary situation affected all of the individuals involved from joseph molongwane to gustavo paez to the staff in the back with a new owner in abraham Sello, it could be possible that there will be a swift turnaround this season under the guise of the former mogul but it can also be argued that we know about as much about Abraham Sello as we did about former owner Lawrence Mulaudzi. But there are still some question marks to be raised considering the new owner means that there will be a change in staff which we've already seen and likely some investment which could see some players lose their opportunities in the first team. So all of these situations always intertwine in a way that where one domino falls the rest follow until the situation is reset by an outside hand. But alas from there we look lower. I promised you we talk about some glad Africa championship. You see in the lower divisions this sort of thing is more common in the glad africa championship for instance teams have fewer sponsors they have less time on tv screens which means that they don't earn as much revenue from potential tv streams and perhaps most importantly their payout from the psl is significantly lower than those of top flight teams and in addition their stadiums are even emptier than dstv premiership size which makes it all the much worse now real kings recently found themselves in a bit of a pinch to say the least when uh, royal am boss andy lempisane had to come to the rescue in order to save the club some blushes with regards to settling outstanding payments for quite a few players headlining that list is jomo cosmo striker moike Sekola, TS Galaxy midfielder Mbulelo Wambi, and former Real Kings player Monzi Mia, in addition to others. Now, this is all very recent and the story is pretty much unfolding in real time at the moment. We did see Mia's case being settled on the 9th of February, which for me is yesterday. Uh, and today, which is the 10th of February, my day of recording, saw Wambi and Sikola have their situation sorted among a couple others. But while we should be happy for these players and we should be happy that they've finally received their payment, we should maintain concern for teams like Real Kings, like TTMFC and others who are struggling struggling to pay their debts and this is a vicious cycle you all know one may be able to put a band-aid over a bit of bleeding or patch up a leaky pipe but if you don't heal the wound the leak will sprout again it'll rear its ugly head again and we'll find ourselves all the way back where we started which at the moment to be fair does kind of feel like where we are In part two of the big issue, we'll be speaking to an individual from the South African Football Players Union. And I'm also hoping to speak to a player agent or a player who can better describe what the situation is like from the player's point of view and also from their financial point of view. What happens in those situations? What are the processes? What are the steps? What do you do? And we'll be able to probably see how the rest of this season unfolds because real kings can't be the only people suffering from the pinch. TTMFC can't be the only team in the in the top flight suffering from the pinch we will likely see similar stories come to pass but it's good to have some idea of how we got here and i hope in future episodes we'll be able to unpack how these teams can avoid this crisis in the future for now though i have been your host slu paho that has been the big issue part one clubs can't balance the books
big questions, even bigger guests. This is The Big Interview.